It is trade season. Today, we have a bunch of new insight into potential trade targets and areas of upgrade for the Sixers. We'll break all of it down and more here on Philly Take with RB. What is up, everybody? RB here. Welcome into the show. You know the drill by now. Hit the like button if you enjoy this content. Subscribe and ring the bell so you don't miss any of the coverage. We'll be dropping videos just like this leading up to the trade deadline. We'll go live. And matter of fact, on February 8th, we will do a trade deadline live stream special and break it down as it happens. But today we're back and we got a plethora of bombs yesterday from different articles and news pieces talking about potential upgrades, guys that may be available. So we will decipher all of it here on the show. But my question to Sixer Nation, and let me know your thoughts down below, is what direction should this team go in? What do they need right now? Which player should be on their radar as we speak? We'll break all of it down, and I want to get into my thoughts. We'll start off with Nick Nurse and what a lot of people think, specifically Sixer reporters who talked to him earlier this summer, think about the direction of, say, a Raptors trade target. Shout out to Jacob Moreno. Here on Twitter, he posted this uh, little quote, little tweet from Kyle Newbeck of PHLY, where Newbeck says, quote, when Nick Nurse took this job, I think throughout the summer, it became clear there were going to be trades made to rearrange his team. I'm fairly confident that Nick Nurse said, quote, I don't particularly want to have my old Raptors guys here. Now, he was probably just talking about more of the system. He was probably just talking about the ideology, the philosophy of this team going forward and you know, kind of constructing something new, completely different from what he had in Toronto. I don't think he would be opposed to having one of those guys, but it does become apparent to me that I don't think they really fit here. I don't think they're the right guys. Maybe OG Ananobi was, but he's now a New York Nick. And now people are starting to speculate, what will the Raptors do? They've won a couple games looking pretty clean with RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. Does that mean they're ready to move on from Siakam? Does that mean maybe now they're trying to actually go and push in and be a contender? What will the Raptors do? Everything points to them being sellers and trying to build that new core around some of their new pieces. And that means Siakam would be expendable. And he's on, you know, obviously a year where he's looking for a new contract. I just don't think he's the right fit, if I'm being completely honest. Like, maybe maybe I'm crazy, but what does Pascal Siakam offer so much more then Tobias Harris, where you're going to end up having to trade assets to get Pascal Siakam, and then you're going to have to pay him a huge extension. He's probably going to get, you know, the 30s, the $40 million in the offseason. I just don't think it really makes sense to bring Siakam in here. I thought OG Ananobi would have been a good fit, but now that Masai Ujiri dealt a guy like that early in the season, people are willing to think that he's going to do it again, and I think the Raptors will definitely be active at the trade market uh, but I just don't think the Sixers are really a fit. So we'll see if any of these guys want to come back and work with Nick Nurse. Nobody really like thanked him or congratulated him other than Fred Van Vliet when he was hired for the Sixers job. So people think there's some bad blood there. We'll have to wait and see. Next on the list is Zach Levine, though. And this is interesting, ladies and gentlemen. I need your thoughts on this because shout out to my guy Sixer Daily. He posted the quote from Woj last night on the NBA Countdown Show. This is what Woj said. Plain and simple. There's no market for Zach Levine. Quote, they may in the end just have to be glad they can find a team that will take on his contract. Have we reached that point of low for Zach Levine? He's got, what, three, four more years on his deal? 40 plus million every single year, probably upwards of 50 at the end. Could the Sixers snag Levine for minimal value? Well, 
Let me tell you something. I mean, that, that makes it very interesting. Does that change your perspective? If the Sixers are sitting there and rather than, you know, having to give up the three first round picks we were talking about before and, you know, take on that huge contract, what if the Bulls are essentially just trying to dump them at one point? I predicted before the season that the Bulls would implode. They've already done so. They're going to be sellers, right? DeRozan's on a contract year. Caruso could warrant them some good value. Zach Levine, they need to go and sell everybody. And I think that's what they're going to do. But if Zach Levine could be brought to Philadelphia for minimal value, are you then more inclined to be like, okay, let's bring him in, see what he can do, see if he can fit. Again, if it doesn't work, then you're kind of pinned to a long contract. I don't know if it's the right move right now. I guess let me take a step back and say overall my thoughts right now are that you have some flexibility going into this next summer, right? And that's what Daryl Morey has preached. Sure, you're in win-now mode. You want to win. But based on how this team is playing, based on the chemistry they have already built, I don't know if you need to go out and make the huge splash. I don't know if you need to get the $40 million guy in here. I know people are kind of worried about Tobias kind of floating back into that standard again where, you know, he regresses and he has bad stretches. Sure, I agree. Maybe you have to get more upgrades in the starting five over at Tobias Harris, whatever. But do you want to bring in more risk, more long-term liability with a guy like Zach Levine? A lot of people are talking about him like this now because he's injured. Again, he's had a lot of injuries in his career. What do we think about that? Or is he enough to get this team over the top? I think that's a huge question. I think they should be in wait and see mode for this next month up until the deadline. But I'll tell you something, if they continue to win games like they are now, I don't think they're going to make a huge splash move. Guess we'll have to wait and see. Really, they need to improve in the margins. They need to acquire more depth and maybe a couple more guys that can be playoff players. And speaking of backcourt depth, we have a piece from an article written by Brett Siegel. He's put out a couple bombs this past week. Shout out to Philly Sixers Galaxy putting it here on Twitter. The Sixers are among numerous teams interested in adding backcourt depth. That is one of the main needs of this team, in my opinion. They're going to need more backcourt depth, maybe another shooter, another ball handler. And he says that the Sixers, Heat, Rockets, and Pelicans are four teams that have interest in adding backcourt depth ahead of the deadline. And matter of fact, he actually put out a piece just over a week ago Not even a week, I don't think. And this is what he said, quote, the Sixers would be another intriguing landing spot for Jordan Clarkson, especially with the Anthony Melton in the final year of his contract. We know Clarkson's got a couple more years left on his deal. You know how I feel about Clarkson. I put out a video about what, like four or five days ago, talking about the Utah Jazz potential trade scenario. I think that would be my dream package right now. Jordan Clarkson, Laurie Markkinen, do you? understand how great this team would be with those two. I really think they would be perfect fits with with both in their respective roles, but we'll have to wait and see what Danny Ainge wants to do, what Utah decides to do and how they play it. But I'll tell you what, man, Brett, we're starting to ride with you, my guy. We're starting to make you the main Sixers source because you're talking pretty nice to us Sixer Nation. So we'll see uh, if the Sixers are potentially interested in acquiring another guard. And Brett Siegel also said this about another potential target. Let me know what you think. Ties Jones, quote, Philly may not want to bring in another featured guard that takes the ball out of Maxie's hands. Then again, Tyus Jones opens up the floor for a team like the Sixers, allowing Maxie to play a little bit more off the ball, which is what his natural position was, what he did in college. Obviously, he's become a great point guard, but you can use him in a variety of different ways. And I started to look up Tyus Jones because that's one guy we haven't really addressed yet. And let me show you what I found here, man. First off, you know me, the contract situation. Tyus Jones on a two-year contract last year of the deal, 
He's making $14 million. That's really not bad at all uh, for his production value. And then I was wondering, what kind of numbers is he putting up? Because let's be honest, nobody's paying attention to the Washington Wizards. And Kyle Kuzma starting to become a big trade target. Does that put the Sixers over the top? I think what they need is not only a complimentary piece that fits well around Embiid and Maxi, but they need a lockdown defender. And I don't know if I'm willing to go and trade for Kyle Kuzma, who, again, is going to be, you know, uh, paid $40 million over the next couple of years. I, I just don't I don't know if that makes that much of a difference to get Kuzma. I think he's a great player, but will it put this team over the top? That is the main question. In terms of Tyus Jones, I looked at his numbers here, and he's shooting 42.6% from three. He's averaging 12.5 points per game, and he's defending really well, 1.2 steals per game. Obviously, he's a good on-ball defender, and that could really help the Sixers as well, but he's also a good facilitator, 5.4 assists per game, just really a nice overall clean player, a guy with high IQ, and he's having his best year. Now, is that inflated a bit because he's on the Washington Wizards? Probably. At the end of the day, though, he is producing at a high clip given the benefit of his contract, right? He's really giving you bang for your buck. And I think Tyus Jones is going to end up becoming one of these main trade targets. I remember when he was traded to Washington, I said, why did they get rid of him? Why did they get rid of him? He's a really good player. So Tyus Jones is definitely interesting. And I do think the Sixers would benefit from having a guy like Tyus Jones be able to take the rock sometimes, maybe come in, stagger some minutes, even with a Tobias Harris lineup and kind of control the floor. So that one would be really, really interesting for me. The last thing I will say is that, again, it's based on need. It's based on what your needs are. We go back to Chicago. Would Alex Caruso fit that role well? Absolutely. But again, what do you have to give up? Daryl Morey said to us, and he said it straight up, I am not going to rush into a trade. If a trade is not there, maybe the right trade is not there, then they're not going to make one. They still want to keep that future flexibility because let's say the Sixers go and they flub out again and they're a second round exit. You want to be able to have that flexibility going into the playoffs and into next season, right? Where if things don't work out, okay, we can still go out and try to get another big star, try to make it work. Right now, it's kind of just figuring out your identity. And some of these pieces you've brought in, the Morrises, the Rocos, et cetera, are actually playing pretty damn well right now. So we're going to wait and see. Just throwing a flyer out there as well. I put this on Twitter earlier. Because I really do think the Sixers need more lockdown defense. I don't know if Melton will be that reliable in the playoffs. And of course, Sixer Nation got all pissy with me. But should the Sixers trade for Matisse Thibel? He's averaging the highest shooting percentage of his career, 38.6% from deep. He knows the teammates here in Philly. And obviously, he's a great lockdown defender. He's leading the league in steals. Could the Sixers potentially take a flyer on Matisse? I get it. There's bad blood. And, you know, he didn't really perform to the level he was expected to here in Philly. But could they take a flyer on him? I think there's going to be so many targets that become available over the next, you know, several weeks. We look at some of these teams. I mean, teams are falling right now, right? Portland, Memphis. What about a Marcus Smart? Utah, which way will they go? Golden State will probably be buyers, try to surround Curry with some talent. But, you know, the Pistons, the Wizards, nobody cares about these teams. They're going to try to sell off some of their vet pieces. The question is, what will it take to get them? And are the Sixers willing to go all in to try to win this championship? We'll wait and see how it all plays out. But give me your thoughts and ideas down below in the comment section. As always, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. That being said, I will catch you all on the next one. Peace. Peace.